This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Chicago Public Schools could move away from the current school choice system to instead prioritize funding neighborhood schools. Mayor Brandon Johnson, who's a former organizer for the Chicago Teachers Union, campaigned on this promise. And last week, the school board he appointed approved a resolution to use community input to create a new five-year plan for the district. Now, the resolution doesn't provide a lot of details yet, and there has been a lot of misinformation spread as well. So WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp is here to explain what we need to know. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, and I'm so glad we have you on because this kind of went wild. Some national outlets got a hold of this story They jumped the gun. They started reporting that Chicago was shutting down selective schools. What's actually happening? So at this moment, nothing. (laughs) That's what's happening. Okay. Um, There's a resolution that the board passed. They basically said that this resolution sets the parameters for um, a strategic plan. It said in there that they want to transition away from a system that emphasizes school choice to one that emphasizes neighborhood schools. They they said that the plan will then be developed through community engagement and announced in the summer. Now, the context for this is that also going on is that in next November, there will be at least 10 school board members that will be elected. So this board will go from a seven-member board to a 21-member board, and then 10 of the 21 people will be elected. And so whether this strategic plan that calls for a de-emphasis of school choice ever gets implemented is a question mark. So there's a lot of people very upset about something that's sort of at this point pie in the sky. I wonder what the mood was then at last week's school board meeting. Well, it was very interesting because if you if you were to talk to this school board, they would say that the more important part of this resolution is that they would that they're going to emphasize neighborhood schools and that they want to do some, they want to expand something called community sustainable community schools which basically brings community organizations into schools to provide services um it's it's a program that has been around for a while the school the chicago teachers union you know really pressed for sustainable community schools Mm -hmm. and there are 20 of them right now they cost about five hundred thousand dollars to do and you know people really think especially this board thinks that it's a very good idea to do these things because a um by bringing people into schools, you know, for community services. So maybe you might have an English um, an English class in there for, for people who don't speak English. Or you might have a GED class. Or you might have a sewing class. Or, you know, a kickboxing class. And so a lot of the people who, who came into the school board meeting were, like, invited by the school board to say how wonderful sustainable community schools were. Yeah. And there wasn't that much talk about the school choice aspect because – um, the resolution was announced on Monday, and by the time it was sort of out there, you know, the, um, actually, I think it was announced on Tuesday, the spots to have public speaking were probably all taken up, mm-hmm. and this is not something that, that the school board really wanted to emphasize. However, um, Elizabeth Todd Breland, who's one of the school board members who's been there the longest time, she really, you know, emphasized that this is not about closing 
any one type of school. And you mentioned that phrasing there, uh, sustainable community schools. So that we're crystal clear, what do they mean by that? Well, they just mean that these are community schools that bring in people from the community that serve as neighborhood hubs. You know, so we're talking about, you know, just saying that, okay, this school is not just a school. It's a place, it's a community asset, and we want people to come in and see it as that. And, you know, sort of the long vision that people have around community, sustainable community schools is that once you start bringing people in for other services, they'll say, hey, this is not a bad place. Maybe I'll send my kids here. And maybe that helps to revitalize the neighborhood school. Yeah. Well, you walked us through some of the goals that the the school board set with with this resolution. What's the timeline that we're looking at, though? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they say that they're going to develop the how of the resolution over the next couple months through community meetings. And then come the summer, there's going to be an announcement of a strategic plan that's, you know, going to be based on that community feedback. And then it's a five-year community plan. So, I mean, strategic plans. So, you know, we're talking about sometime between 2025 and 2029 or something. So, I mean, that's why I'm saying that what changes could happen? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things on the table. And so I, I think it's a little premature to get really freaked out about it. There's a lot of, lot of hype for sure. Uh, for those who still don't understand, give us maybe the, the pros and cons of school choice so that we get it. Sure. I, I will try. I mean, the, the pro of school choice, and, what, and I have to say, this is the thing in Chicago, is that a lot of kids do not go to their neighborhood schools. Um, about 76% of high school students and don't go to their neighborhood schools and a, about um, 50% of elementary school students. So a lot of people aren't choosing their neighborhood school. Now, School choice is, is sort of, you know, a couple different categories. You could choose to go or try to go to a selective enrollment or magnet school. Right. You could choose to go to a charter school, which are, you know, publicly funded but privately run schools. Or, and this is where a lot of what happens to a lot of kids, they go to another neighborhood school, but just not their neighborhood school. So there's people who are, you know, just choosing all over the place. Yeah. And the pro, I think people would say, is that, you know, for a long time, where you lived dictated what neighborhood school you went to. And so if your neighborhood school was not a good school, um, then you were sort of tied to that. And it, it left kids stuck in bad schools. So you understand some of the outrage that's come so far from this potential news. Right, right. Because people don't want people to be like tethered to a bad neighborhood school. However, what what's kind of happened is that... Um, you, you get this like subset of, of, of neighborhood schools that are kind of seen as the places of last resort. So very few kids, especially when it comes to high school, you find these schools where very few kids are choosing to go to. And because we've had this system that very closely ties um, budgets to enrollment, it means that they get less and less money and then they have less and less programs and then they become less and less attractive and it becomes a sort of snowball effect where you have, you know, right now we have a school um, called Douglas in Austin that has, you know, something like 40 kids or less than 40 kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not only does it not have all the programs that you'd want to have in the high school, but it it would make no sense. I mean, you, you can't have a football team, for example, because I mean, you know, unless like everybody plays, you know, it's like, right. you know, it's like you can't have 
a lot of the things that a good high school would have with a with a school that small. So it's become a real stratifi- stratifying of of kids by a lot of different factors. Um, you know, you talk about charter schools. There was a, a very good story done, uh, you know, a while ago when charter schools were relatively new that um, by one of my former colleagues um, at Chicago Public Media, Linda Lutton, that looked at, you know, the, the kids that go to charter schools tend to, you know, even though this is just a, a lottery school, they still tend to perform a little better, especially on standardized tests, than kids that, that don't go to charter schools. So that even though, you know, it's it's random, the kids that get themselves there, the families that get themselves there might be a little more um you know, just able to navigate the system than mm-hmm. other than other families. So you just get you get this idea that there are definitely some kids left behind in yeah. a system where competition rules the day. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. Mayor Brandon Johnson's Board of Education is proposing shifting back toward neighborhood schools and away from the current system, which is school choice, giving students the chance to compete for seats in uh, selective programs. So Sarah's breaking down the details of that for us. So this move, Sarah, it's also coming at a time, uh, well, just ahead of the transition to an elected school board next year, which we've talked about on the program. Remind us what that means for folks who are still catching up. Well, right. It, it means it come next November. And there's actually some details, some really big details that have yet to be worked out that will you know, the legislature still has to figure out. But right now, the law says that 10 of 21 members will be elected in November. There's a proposal that 20 of 21 members be elected, but um, that's an amendment that was uh, introduced in the fall and hasn't been passed. But okay. but let's just say 10 of 21 members. Um, so the mayor will still, you know, maintain a majority of the positions, um, you know, for the, the near future. But you're also going to you could have 10 people who are, you know, very, very, very much pro-choice and have no intention of doing anything to touch pro-choice. I mean, one thing that we do know is that the charter school community and some of the other people that have come out really strongly against this idea of shifting away from school choice, mm-hmm. um, they are raising money and they are, you know, gathering their troops for this election. Interesting. And so, you know, th- one thing that I think is very interesting is that I feel like this board has now and and the mayor and you know also perhaps the Chicago Teachers Union is sort of putting a stake in the ground and saying we are not for this choice system. We want to de-emphasize choice and it it very starkly sets up this election between the people who are very pro-choice and the and um the people who are not um for school choice. And you know that 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 could backfire on on the school board and this mayor. I mean, I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know where people are because one one really interesting thing about choice is that the people who get their kids into good schools love it. Mm-hmm. The people who don't hate it. Hate it. Yeah. So it's you know it sort of depends. Yeah, the district's also facing a major budget deficit, right? So uh, how is this school board reimagining that? Well, you know, school funding. Right. And that's that's actually really a very big part of this that sort of looms there, because, you know, what they're saying is that we really want to emphasize and and invest in neighborhood schools. And we want to make sure that all neighborhood schools um, have what they need, have like a certain set of, you know, 
of programs. You know, they have art. They have, you know, social-emotional programs. They have, you know, language. They have tech. They have, you know, they have everything that you'd want a good school to have. And yet we have this budget deficit looming. And so the idea that you could really give every school what they need, and this is a very sad thing to say, or, Mm -hmm. you know, what you'd want every school to have, given the budget constraints is is probably not realistic you know it's it's yeah yeah so I, I mean so so i don't know exactly how you tackle that what what you the board did say is that we want to focus on the schools that are furthest away from opportunity and so what that means i i feel and i'm sort of reading a little bit into it is that you know maybe you have schools like on the far south side like around finger and harlan and corliss those high schools you have several neighborhood high schools out there um and but they're pretty far from like the nearest you know selective enrollment i mean you do have brooks but but it's it's still like you know very small number of kids in that area are going to be able to go to brooks and then you know a lot of the there's more selective enrollment in magnet schools right when 10 central and north side and so you know that maybe they just center their investment in like some of those schools that are very far um, from where you might have like a bunch of really good schools. Mm -hmm. So, And and along the way, I mean, is community input a part of the process? How is the district doing that? Yes. So, you know, stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of meetings. Okay. And people can come and voice their opinions and tell them what they think. And, um, you know, they say we're going to listen to the community. And they say the how is going to come from the community. So I think that that it'll be interesting because what if a lot of people that come out say we don't want you to do anything to school choice? Then you sort of have a conundrum. You've set the parameters that you want to transition away from school choice. But what you're hearing from the community is that we want school choice. So I'm not sure what you really do in that in that in that um, in that way. It seems seems kind of. fraught truthfully you know because you know it's like what what do you really want to hear you know yeah if they want it it will happen right right and and you know i i i want to say one one other quick thing is that i do think that there's like a, a very big difference between school choice on the elementary school level and on the high school level and one thing that you heard a lot of time, a, a lot being said at last at the last board meeting is like, do you really want to have four year olds have to get tested to, you know, get into um, a selective enrollment elementary school, and that maybe some of what's going to happen is a, a reexamination of policies around, you know, like who gets in and when you test. Should you test at age four or should everybody test at age five? Yeah, you know universal testing has been shown of of you know to get into selective enrollment or to get into like gifted programs has been shown to be much more equitable than have a situation which we have now where parents have to you know sign up when their child's four take their child in have them tested you know who who does that are the people who know to do it yeah. <laughs> and not everybody knows hey my kids are four i gotta get them tested right. well, you know boy am i glad you're on top of all of this sarah carp education reporter for wbez thank you so much thank you